in the metta practice as passed down through the commentaries actually is where we're bringing this particular practice from. The, the teachings in the suttas, the Buddha offered a more of a radiating style of practice and yet we, um, we appreciate the version of metta that's offered in the commentaries in that you know, it really helps us to um, pick particular people in these various categories We've been doing easy being in self and we'll today expand to dear friend and then in subsequent days to a neutral person and a difficult person. And these categories, um, self, easy person or benefactor, dear friend, neutral person, difficult person, pretty much anybody in the world can fit into one of those categories. And yet if we... um, you know, if we kind of try to think about the general category of dear friend, for instance, um, you know, we might, we might um, you know, just kind of generally think of people we like. And with bringing in a particular person, we get touch into the specifics of relationship. And that's really, I think, what's so brilliant about this form that we're touching into the the different kinds of relationships we have through these categories but looking at it through a particular specific relationship and because we're looking at it through a particular specific relationship we probably touch into some of the particular specific challenges of that relationship and so you know we might um, contemplate doing Uh, loving-kindness for all beings and um, that might feel really lovely but then if a particular person comes to mind it's like oh well but that person hmm and so we 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 go through these specifics in order to kind of touch into and pull out some of the the sticky places in our relationships and so we go through these categories and pick particular people for each of these categories and work with that, work with that relationship. So today we're going to be exploring the, um, the dear friend. And we'll start in our um, practice together with the, uh, the easy and um, easy person and self. Because one of the other kind of... Um, approaches with this kind of metta practice is that we, we, we tend to try to start where it's easiest and begin to cultivate the quality of the open heart, the connected heart, this quality of metta, of kindness, of caring. Just, we start where it's easiest, where it may be more naturally arising for us. And the image that's offered is Um, that with each of the easier beings, we have the opportunity for our heart to kind of fill up with this quality of metta, and then it can start to overflow. And the image is offered of of water filling a pool and then spilling over down to the next pool and then filling and spilling to the next pool. And so we, uh, we start where it's easiest 
and then shift to the, the next um, person as we feel like our heart has expanded a little more. And this also brings in a kind of a general um, uh, tool that in exploring the metta as we go through these different categories through the, the days and weeks here, um, if it gets difficult for you, I mean, we do, we do work with difficulty, and I'll talk a little bit about some of that today um, in the metta practice. But then also we can, uh, um, simply if it gets too challenging with a particular being, we can go back to where it's been easier. We can shift back to ourselves or an easier um, relationship. So with the dear friend, and while I'm talking about the dear friend and qualities that um, may be useful in terms of considering a person, just be thinking in your mind of who you might want to, to choose. It should be someone that you have a good connection with, with whom it feels relatively easy to have that sense of caring. It's helpful if that person is pretty happy in their life right now. Because we're going to be bringing this person into our mind. And if they're struggling in their lives right now, that, that um, um, you know, it's not, it's not that you wouldn't want to wish them well there, but it, it does make it more shade towards the compassion practice than the metta practice. And so keeping it simpler that way, uh, thinking about finding a, a person who's relatively happy in their lives not right now, not going through a lot of struggle. And it's also um, helpful to choose someone to whom you're not sexually attracted. It's, but it's okay if you want to play with it. But one thing that I found... Um, in doing, I did a month of intensive metta practice and I, I definitely picked someone for each of the categories that I wasn't uh, sexually attracted to. But sometimes what happens in the metta is that we start feeling so much kind of heart opening and care and love that it can feel kind of close to that kind of attraction. And so it, it can be helpful to just be really clear um, about the difference. You know, that the, this kind of open-hearted caring, that kind of connection can be there when there's not that, um, not the sexual attraction. So it, it simplifies things, really, that the choosing someone to whom you're not sexually attractive is a way of simplifying. But, you know, if you want to play with it and see what happens, you're welcome to play with it. Um, I will say if you're doing metta as a concentration practice, I, I know some, you, some of you here are doing metta intensively as a concentration practice. And in that situation, I would really strongly encourage not to choose someone to whom you're sexually attracted. Um, you know, with the dear friend, in terms of the... Um, offering the phrases, you know, uh, uh, probably the other teachers mentioned different possibilities of um, connecting with the other being, of either just using their name or um, visualizing an image of them. Um, sometimes for me, I found visualization 
active visualization to be a little of a challenge for me. It wasn't easy to call up um, an image necessarily of another being. Um, And so what I found helpful is kind of just with my eyes closed, I imagined as if the other person was sitting in front of me. And, you know, you might play with this right now. You know, just close your eyes and imagine one dear friend sitting in front of you. You know, as if that person is with you. You don't even have to visualize it, but just as if that person was there. Just think about it as if that person was there. And to me that created a kind of a field of as if I was with that person. And now what I'd like to suggest is pick somebody else to sit in front of you and see if the flavor of the field changes a little bit. So that quality of using almost the kinesthetic sense of being with the person is available for some people. That, that worked for me. Um, so I also offer that as an option. With a dear friend, there may be some kind of um, a little more ease with knowing what makes them happy. You know, the, the, the phrases, the basic phrases that we use. Um, you know, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you live with ease. Um, you may know some things that kind of are what the person, how the person would be or what they would be doing in, in happiness. One friend I did this for um, was an artist and I just envisioned her in her artist studio as a, as a kind of a way of, of um, thinking about her being happy and then wishing, may you be happy. So sometimes with a dear friend we can be creative with the images Um, connecting to, kind of knowing what our friend, how our friend feels safe and how our friend feels happy and healthy. And then because they are a dear friend, you know, in picking a dear friend, part of the way the metta works is that, um, especially when we pick a specific person, you know, as I was talking about getting the specifics of the relationship in the mix, Um, bringing in a dear friend to mind and wishing may they be happy, sometimes what our mind will produce is all of the things that they've done that have irritated us. And we'll feel that. We'll feel that annoyance, we'll feel that frustration. And, you know, this is the metta practice at work. It's designed to work this way. It draws to the surface what is not metta. It's kind of like a washing machine. We have a a washing machine and we have our clothes that have uh, stains in them and stuff like that. And this is like our minds. You know, we've got in there the the well-wishing and we've also got some of the grinchiness in there. And so there it is. We have all of this stuff in our minds. And it's kind of like the, sta- the, st- the, the stained clothes. We put the clothes in the washing machine. We fill it up with water. And we put some soap in there. And the soap dissolves in the water and then pushes through the clothes. And because of the way the, the chemical nature of soap works, it attaches to the, to, the, to the soil in the clothes and pulls it out into the water. And that's kind of how the metta works. It's like we're, the, the effort of saying the phrases is like massaging 
the soap through the clothes. It's massaging those wishes through our mind. And it kind of attracts everything that's not metta. Kind of binds to it and then pulls it into consciousness like the soap pulling the soil into the water so that it can be rinsed away. So this is how the metta practice works. It's not a mistake when we're doing metta and suddenly we're having these uh, thoughts of, well, why did they do that thing? It's like, oh, good, the metta practice is working. So not fighting it and not feeling like you're doing something wrong. It's, this is the way it works. So it's helpful to have a, you know, kind of an allowing attitude with whatever is arising for you during the metta. Um, you know, the, the, um, the metta, as, as with um, all the other Brahma-viharas, it comes with what we might call near enemy and far enemy. The near enemy is a kind of a relationship that's similar to the quality of metta, but has some clinging in it. And so for metta, that would be kind of an attached love, a conditional love. I'll love you if you love me, or, you know, that kind of, or that that neediness around love. So there's different flavors of this attached quality of love. And with the dear friend, this can can begin to, to, to happen. That as you're connecting to these phrases, it might there might be a little bit of that uh, kind of leaning towards and wanting uh, something back from them, and so that's just something to to, to notice. And again, this is uh, the metta is designed to kind of pull whatever is not that that kind of unconditional quality of love into consciousness. And so we'll see this. It's not a mistake to see this when it when it comes up. And then the far enemy is a quality of mind that we're not going to mistake for metta. Anger, hatred. And this also can come, can come up during our, our metta practice. And, you know, working with this, uh, particularly these, the, the kind of, when the aversive reactions arise, um, you know, there's different things that we can do. The first kind of approach would be just simply to recognize, oh yeah, this is the metta doing its work, and keep going. It's kind of like you don't have to, it's, it's just like, okay, there it is, it's out into consciousness, Maybe, you know, let it be rinsed away, that kind of, of quality. It can be a little bit of a relief for those of us who are kind of dive in and look at everything kind of people. I, when I did that month of metta practice, there was a, a stretch of time I was doing the the um, evening dishes after the the late night dishes, and so I was the only one in there doing dishes and you know putting things in there. And I was doing metta for all beings at that time because uh, I was doing metta nonstop all day. It was during one of the February retreats, and I was just doing metta 24/7. Well, probably not 24/7 because I was asleep a good chunk of the time, but when I was awake, I was really inclining back to that. And while I was doing this, um, you know, the, the dishwashing, there'd be something that would happen. You know, the, the door would be a little hard to close down, or the button wouldn't go quite on when I pushed the button. And the mind just like exploded in this, like, who designed this stupid machine anyway? 
It's like, oh, there it is, you know, that kind of anger. And at that point, it was, it was just like, oh, you know, I don't have to do anything with this. I just go on. And, you know, the next, the next phrase, may all beings be healthy. And oh, may all beings be at ease. <laughs> and it was kind of a relief in some ways that I didn't have to, like, stop, put the metta down and, and like, investigate the aversion. It's just like, well, this is just the metta doing its job. And it was just a little bit of a, you know, a relief. And it, it passed. And so we can play with it in that way, just letting these, um, these near and far enemies come up and continue, just continue with the, the metta practice. If it feels a little stickier than that and you're working with somebody specific, a dear friend and some particular story has gotten stuck in your mind, you could explore the forgiveness practice that James talked about yesterday with that person. You could shift and... And instead of doing the metta practice, you could uh, work with the forgiveness practice. Another um, um, approach would be, as I said earlier, you could let go, if it feels really sticky, let go of working with that being and step back to self or easy being. Give yourself a break from that challenge. You do not have to hold yourself in there. And then if um, it really feels um, appropriate, and you can discern this for yourself, you know, when you might do this, um, it can be at times that something comes up strongly enough that it feels appropriate to let go of the, um, the metta practice and turn to the, the vipassana practice with whatever has come up. You know, just, okay, this is anger arising. This is frustration arising. How is it, how does it feel in the body? What's happening around that? What's the attitude? What's the relationship to this? And so that's also another, another strategy that can be helpful. Put down the metta practice and bring in the mindfulness practice around a difficulty. And then sometimes, um, um, you know, the, it varies for different people. I mean, I found that doing the metta practice at all different um, um, stages, at the different beings, and um, I would find at times that the, that my mind got felt so compressed and so contracted it, it felt physically painful at times to, to be trying to orient to metta. This mind uh, has, has had a lot of the aversive um, uh, nature in it. And so the metta is its antidote, but also creates a, a kind of a, a challenge at times. And so I found there were, there were times, and one, one, one of my metta teachers says, well, if it's really painful for yourself, switch to compassion practice for yourself. You know, it's still in that terrain of the, the Brahma-Vihara practice. And that I felt like I could do. Actually, at one point I was doing um, metta. It was a day-long metta retreat I was doing. And by the middle of the afternoon, I could not even remember the phrases because it just felt like I had this steel band wrapped around my chest. It was so painful. 
and the um, the teacher said, "Well, try doing compassion practice for yourself." And that I could do, and I could remember, "May may I be free from this suffering." And that was very resonant with what was being experienced as well. And there was that kind of ability to connect. Yes, I, th- there is this wish to be free from this kind of contraction. So that's another option. So I'll just review them again. I know this is a lot, but um, um, different approaches if difficulty arises during metta. Um, first, just notice that it's, something's arising and keep going. You, know, you don't have to stop just because there's um, a difficulty arising. The second is um, shifting to forgiveness practice. The third would be um, shifting back to um, a, an easier person. So letting go of doing metta for that person and shifting to an easier person. Uh, the, third, the fourth would be um, doing um, mindfulness practice with the difficulty. And the fifth would be shifting to compassion practice. And you're welcome to, to just play with, with how it works, how those tools support you for the, the metta practice. So we'll, we'll practice this together and we'll start again, we'll start with self and benefactor or self and easy being. And so finding a posture that feels comfortable, it's really helpful to have ease of posture um, in the metta practice. And beginning with a kind of checking in to the area of your heart. And just seeing how it is right now. What's happening in that area. Nothing right or wrong, just how, what, what's happening there. And then maybe having the sense of even breathing through the heart center with a sense of connection and care for yourself. Beginning wherever it's easiest for you, either with yourself or with an easy being. Let yourself first kind of connect with qualities you appreciate, either about yourself or about the easy person or being. It could be a pet, somebody really easy, some being very easy for you. qualities you appreciate about yourself or that being. This uh, recollecting those beautiful qualities is said to be the, the proximate cause for metta to arise. So connecting to that appreciation
And if it supports you, putting your hand on your heart, sometimes that can help connect you with this area. Allowing an image to come to mind of either yourself or this person or the felt sense or the name of the person beginning to express, offer the wishes of kindness. May I or you be happy. May I or you be healthy. May I or you be safe. May I or you live with ease. Continuing for the next few minutes, offering these wishes of kindness. And it can be helpful to stay connected with this area of the heart and almost envision the heart as a pool of warm water and each phrase being like dropping maybe a flower onto the surface of that water and there are ripples that arise as the flower lands. Like what are the ripples in the heart, as you wish, make that wish. Staying connected with the the felt sense of the heart with each wish.
And now, whether you've been working with self or easy being, allow there to arise a sense or an image of the two of you together. We'll take a kind of a, a transitional a time here where just exploring what it might feel like to allow that easy being, that benefactor, to send metta to you, that you're receiving the well wishes from that being. Envisioning them expressing to you, may you be happy. May you be healthy, safe, and at ease. does it feel like to receive those wishes? And now shifting, if you did self before, shifting to easy being. If you did easy being before, shifting to self and exploring well wishes for yourself, for the easy being for a few minutes.
And allowing your dear friend to come into your mind. Taking a few moments to reflect on qualities you appreciate about your friend. Ways they've supported you, cared for you, things they've done, ways they've supported others that you appreciate. Let yourself appreciate your friend. And begin offering the wishes of kindness with your friend. May you be happy. And again, taking the time to, with each phrase, check in on how it feels to make that wish. Noticing the ripples, like dropping that wish like a flower into the warm water. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you live with ease. Continuing for the next few minutes, wishing kindness, thoughts of goodwill for your friend. And noticing how it affects the heart to do so.
For the last couple of minutes of the sitting, I'd like to invite you to imagine yourself, your easy being, and your dear friend together, the three of you together, perhaps facing each other, and imagining the three of you wishing together May we be happy. Reminding ourselves that wishing happiness doesn't mean that we're denying it for ourselves. In fact, just the opposite. May we be happy. May we be healthy. May we be safe. May we live with ease. So it's three o'clock and uh, it's the schedule for the walking meditation at this point. And I'm happy to stay here for another few minutes to respond to questions. But if you prefer to stay in the silence, you're welcome to leave. And so we'll just wait a moment or two. I know, I'll just repeat the questions. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.